Hey, 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 guys. Thank you for checking in and welcome back to the group text. It's your girl, Brittany, along with her other girls. Shannon. Sierra. And Vanessa. Hey, hey. So today we're going to discuss something we've all dealt with at one time or another. It's being a black woman in the workforce or having a position of power or an administrative role. But a lot of the the conflict or the challenges of being a black woman. Mm -hmm. So who wants to start off? I feel like Sierra needs to. (laughs) because <laughs> this all kind of started this is all yeah, this all started two weeks ago and then i you know i've been texting y'all i've been marco polling y'all when i was leaving work like y'all i can't believe this lady said this to me so for the listeners i am in a a role at my job where i have a lot of power so um i tell i don't tell people what to do but they need to do stuff for me so that i can get my job done right and there is one lady in her team who constantly, whatever I ask them to do, they are, but why? Where's the policy that says that? Um, can we do something else instead? And I'm like, I got to a point, and it's little things. It's like, change the smallest thing. They don't want to do it. So I got to the point, I was like, look, we need to have a meeting with you and your boss because I'm not understanding. We're having a communication issue. And it came down to, she didn't like my class boss. She had the audacity to tell me that people have left the job that they work with her, her. They left the job because of me. And I'm like, they don't even work for me. And so, and then she said that her um, entire office, they're young and she wants to keep the way from the turnover and that they have a perception that I'm going to say no to everything. Now that I said, is that a perception or a reality? She's like, it's a perception. So that means I'm not saying no to everything, right? Well, you're not, but they just think that you are. Okay, ma'am, look, this is the thing. To me, even though she didn't say it, those words, those two accusations with her boss and my boss on the phone gives me this, this new thing of, okay, now you the angry black girl who says no to everybody. And I automatically thought that was not fair because my counterpart is a white male he has asked them literally for the exact same information and they gave it to him they pushed back once that's their thing okay they pushed back they're like oh i don't know why we need to do this he was like you need to give it to me and they did i asked for the same thing the next day and i never got it they're like we need to go to your office chief and we want to find out um if we can change this because we don't agree but you just gave it to him so to me i don't want to say it's a race thing it could either be race, it could be woman. I don't know what it is. But for me, now my reputation is on the line that I'm this person that says no to everything because why? I'm following the rules. I'm doing what's supposed to be done. And as a black woman, you can't always cut all the corners because they already are watching you. So if I'm cutting all the corners and I'm like, hey, you know, that's fine. You don't have to do what I say. Do whatever you want to do. We just going to get this um out here and done in the industry, blah, blah, blah. I work for the government. So you know there's lots and lots of red tape. They're going to look at me like, oh, so you breaking the rules and you've been breaking these rules for this many years and we have a whole folder on you. Bye. I can't allow that to happen. So I have to be, as a Black woman, more on my game. But then you have people who are looking at you like, oh, well, you're so hard. You don't, you're making us do our job. You're making us change this because the words are wrong. Sis, that's your job. 
you getting paid probably six figures, do it. So that is why I was distraught last week. I had to go get my favorite food, some Jamaican food. I, I, I was like, I was all in my feelings. And then I talked to my friend and he said, black men have been dealing with this forever. Okay. They may have been dealing with the whole, they can't say what they really want to say, or they can't be themselves in the office. But for me, now that I'm noticing that now I've got a label, at least in that office, I have a label of being a hard butt. I, see, I don't cuss. <laughs> I have a, but I feel like I can't go the other way. Like I can be a little more lenient in certain things, but regardless, if I say something, it should be, that's what it is. And it shouldn't be comparing me to the guy next to me who can do whatever he wants to do because his job is all, he's the definition of privilege and he knows it. He knows it. So oh. what are your guys' experience um, like working in the workplace and maybe having people of your age or older than you look at you like, I'm not going to listen to them. I'm going to go above them. And they do this for everything. And that's where it got exhausted. Like you can't go above me if I am the final say. My management has already said, whatever Sierra says, it is what it is. We're not going against her. So what are your experiences with that? Um, for me, it's more of microaggression type stuff. Right. Um, so it can be because it could be a number of things. It could be because of my age, mm -hmm. because I'm one of the younger um, employees where I work, or it could be a race thing. It could be a gender thing. It's a, it's a number of things. I will say one of my he former supervisors he's no he's no longer employed where I'm at but um I didn't care for him I will say he was a white male and very I'm not saying all white men are like this however he was very entitled I didn't like how I work in education as y'all know so it's one of those uncommon things unsaid things where you don't address a teacher or an educator especially in front of other students by right. their first name. It's you put oh. a handle in their last mm -hmm. name. It should be Miss Such and Such mm -hmm. or right. Mr. Such and Such or Dr. Such and Such. I had a problem because not only did he call me by my first name, he was just like Brittany. He didn't call me by my first name. He gave me a nickname. He called what? me, he called what? me Brit. You don't first, even know of all, first of all, I will say, although my name is Brittany, I don't really like to be called Brit. Some people do that unintentionally. I don't get riled up about it, but it's not it's not my fave thing. Even my family members don't really call me that. But anyway, so that was your students. Yes. In front of my students, <laughs> he would walk in my he would walk in my room with his suit and cowboy boots on. So people know who, <laughs> people know who where I work that they know who I'm talking about. But uh, walk in the room, wouldn't speak to me. With walking to the and walking into your classroom is like somebody's home office. You always address the adult, even if you need to talk to a student. That's just protocol. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we'll walk in, sit on the desk, dap up the kids. Sit on uh, the desk. Yes, y'all. And so, <laughs> and this was my first year at that particular place. So mm -hmm. it was like, how do I navigate that? And I mm -hmm. recently shared this with another friend, and he was like, Well, you must have liked it. You should have said something. What I don't think he understands is that. You can't do certain things, unfortunately, mm -hmm. because it comes off as one way. Then, like Sierra was saying, you don't mm -hmm. want to be labeled the angry black woman, which is a stereotype we often get right. when we're just simply being assertive. It comes right. off right. as aggressive. So, again, me being new there at the time, I wasn't trying to ruffle any feathers. You know, some things, unfortunately, we as women, mm 
and then as black women certain things we do let slide that we shouldn't always do um but that's growth because had that been now oh it would have been a different situation (laughs) but yeah that's one example but a lot of microaggressions for me yeah I think that is a very big part of what's going on in my office too so um Vanessa Shannon um so I I have a couple of but one of them was a while ago I was at the job for about I want to say about three years at this point we had one of those meetings you know those meetings that everybody's required to go to and they talk about things that don't even affect you one mm-hmm. of those meetings um and we had the VP at the time we, we basically had an issue with accessibility to our management and so the VP who was leading it at the time for that building was talking about how they the leadership team was going to be busy and they had to do this so I raised my hand and I was like uh we're already having an issue with our managers being accessible and now I hear you telling us that you guys are going to be even more busy don't understand you know and basically my question was how is all that going to affect me personally or people who work in the same role that I do I, I need to know she couldn't answer the question this is me I don't care what your answer is. I require an answer. If it's a good answer, if it's a bad answer, it doesn't matter. Just give me an answer. She couldn't answer the question. What did she Another, say? A bunch nothing. of nothing. Which to my other pet peeve. Do not <laughs> dance around an answer. Give me a straight answer. Don't dance around it. She danced. She danced the jig, ma'am. She she danced all around. Not the, the jig, though. The jig, girl. The lack of giving me an answer. So then another person who was underneath her had to step in and give me an answer. My response to that person was, oh, okay. It wasn't the answer that I wanted. It wasn't, oh, they're going to be available. It was, we don't really, it was basically like a, we don't really know. We hear you. We're going to work on it. We'll we'll get back to you. Okay, cool. That's all I required. Mm -hmm. Left the meeting, went back to work. My manager pulls me aside and goes, so I heard that you yelled at this person during a meeting. Yell? I didn't yell at anyone. I asked you a question. You failed to answer it. And because you looked a certain way, because you failed to answer it, you accused me of, so now the whole fight's like, oh, she yelled at such and such. I didn't yell at anyone. I just asked you a direct question. Not my problem. You can't answer it. So now I'm labeled as being difficult as the person who yelled at this person simply because she felt inept and couldn't answer the question. And that's sad. Like you asking a question automatically makes you yelling or aggressive or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's not... I keep saying, like, I kept saying all last week, I was like, it's not fair. It's no, really not. not fair, but there's nothing we can do. Right. I don't, it was a lose situation. I, I, right. couldn't have, I couldn't have gotten out of the situation. I either wouldn't have gotten my question answered or it, it was, you know, I was being, it was, I couldn't have won. So whatever. And my situation, I was also at the time in a position of power and because I was in this position, I saw there was a lot of flawed, like certain things in our systems and in our like processes, there was some flaws in them. Mm -hmm. And I'm a type of person, if I can figure out a a way that we can get something changed to make it better, um, I will suggest those things. So we were actually in like this meeting with all of like the big people and I started making suggestions, you know, I feel like we could kind of fix this if we do this. I feel like we can make this better. And 
I don't know, like like Brittany said, I don't know if it's a, a, a because I was a woman, race. I don't know what it was. I, young, I was also younger at the time. But I was completely shut down. Like, no, we're going to keep it as is. And I'm like, but if we can make it better, we can make it easier. If we can help our employees get the work done a little bit better, what's the reasoning behind why this can't take place? And it was just like, no, we're not doing that. So we end up having another meeting later because we st- we're still having issues at this time. We have another meeting later. And I was like, well, I did make a suggestion before that I feel like this would kind of correct what we're having this meeting about. And nothing has been done to implement that, that type of change. And so then I was labeled combative mm-hmm. because, because I kept bringing up that I feel like if we try this out, maybe it will help something. And I was labeled combative at that point. And never once, Vanessa, like your situation, never once did I yell or, or say anything crazy. It was just like, I just was so stern on the fact, like if we at least try this and see what happens, it may actually help some stuff. And so I was labeled combative. Um, and I'm in a different department now, so I don't have that over my head but if I was to probably ever go back to the other department that's my label there and Mm -hmm. it causes like it actually caused that when I was trying to get into other positions at one point that I couldn't because I was labeled combative so they were like oh we don't want her because this is how she is you know and I was also very upset like Sierra like how you were upset I was very upset I'm like how did I get this label just because I'm trying to make suggestions on how something can possibly be better for the entire department like how am I labeled that so yeah it's crazy and and like you said it's not fair but it's kind of one of those things we kind of have to sit with and deal with and that's another reason why I don't want to (laughs) work okay (laughs) because if I don't go to work I don't have to deal with this foolishness and it's Mm -hmm. It's really sad. And the biggest thing that we have is our reputation. Mm-hmm. And so I take pride in working the same job for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And I and I told her, I said, I have never in my 11 years heard anyone say any of this stuff. So did you tell, like, you know, especially when she said someone quit, because I mean, I'm like, girl, do you not know he went to be a contractor? That means he making like triple what we make it right now doing the same job. He had, that had nothing to do with me. Everybody knows that. If you go from government to contractor, you doubling your salary just because. So her bosses was even on the phone. And I was like, well, did you tell anybody? Because I didn't know anything about this. She's like, oh, I told my management. Y'all, what the management say? Nothing. Nothing. He was on the call and said nothing. I'm like, see, you. everybody know that's a lie. But it made me feel really angry and sad at the same time. Like I almost, you know, I don't know if any of y'all had this where you're at work and you want to, you cry because you want to blow up on somebody. Mm-hmm. It's not that you said, but you like, I cannot lose my job. Right. I was at that point and we're, you know, we're still in COVID. So we're doing a video Skype mm-hmm. and I have a mask on because we still got to wear a mask at work at mm-hmm. our desk, even if we're in our own spaces. Okay. I was making all kinds of faces. I was like, mm, mm. like I was trying mm-hmm. not to be as my, friends say bring the black girl magic and that's what that's it's not that's not the good black girl magic that's that 
turn up. I can't. <laughs> I, got a <laughs> I got a mortgage in the car note now. I can't. Black girl magic cannot come out. Yeah. But have y'all ever? That would have been the second time I did cry one time because I really was. Oh, and I started talking like I was from New York. I got this accent. I don't know. <laughs> Girl, I don't know. I don't know how it comes out. Where did, why does that happen? You had that too? Know. Did you yeah. you got the New York accent and you was about to like cry? I don't know. I just go crazy. But again, <laughs> it's private. Like, because you can't mm-hmm. go off. Right. Or it might be with a, a a colleague that you know you can confide in. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's go take a walk. That's that's fine. Let's go. We need to go take a walk. We need to go somewhere. I was like, I need to go home. Let me go go get my favorite food. Like I just can't. Like, so, they got to bring Shanae out. <laughs> so they were about to bring out Raven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like Ray Ray, like you said earlier, Ooh. Vanessa. Ray Ray was about to come out because I was like, she lying. She is lying and everybody on here knows she's lying. But the thing is, you said it. So now it's out mm-hmm. in the atmosphere. Now mm-hmm. people are thinking that or may hear that without even knowing me. And I'm like, how I just get awarded this and that, but I'm such a bad person. Do you know? I'm so- more upset about how people quit in their whole jobs over someone who's not even in their department. <laughs> That's why <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Like when she said it, I was just like, all they do, they write all the documents, they give them to me, and I obligate them, I incorporate them, all of that good stuff. So if they work with you for 90% and all they're doing is give me the final documents, and even if I do, I'm like an editor. I have to look and see, oh, that's wrong, that's wrong, fix this. And they're mad because I'm telling them to fix it. You don't need a job anyway. Exactly. Like, do your job. So I, I didn't want to say, people have already said, and they've been saying this for years, she's a micromanager, they don't like her, but I wasn't about to put her on blast because what is that? What's the tit for tat gonna do? Because then mm-hmm. it's gonna, I might have even got another label. Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't like micromanagement. It. Y'all saw that other mm-hmm. meme. Y'all know I'm always talking Which one? about a meme. What? It says millennials and micromanagement do not mix. And I was sure, like, no, yes, they don't. we don't, we do not. I haven't seen that one, but yes, we don't. I don't do that. And she micromanages her people to the point like she gets, she has them CC her on every email. Mm. And when we noticed this, me and my other, my coworker, we noticed, we're like, why is she on everything? That's weird. And they were like, yeah, she wants to see everything we're sending. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then I'm like, okay, now I really got to make sure, like, I don't say nothing crazy. I got to give all the facts for why I'm making a decision, which I shouldn't have to do, but I give all the facts. Cause she probably, I honestly believe she got a folder waiting, <laughs> waiting, <laughs> try to put something because you got to, you know, you got to have documentation to get, you know, fired from the government like mm. years of that or good documentation, but I'm not doing that and I'm not losing my job for her, but I did want to switch my job. Mm. And that's sad. Like I've been doing it for 11 years and you know, I'm tired anyway, but I'm like- Don't quit your job over that girl. I, I mean, girl. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I already wasn't a super fan of contracting to begin with. It's not, you know, we went to school for marketing, Vanessa. I'm not marketing. Mm. So I wanted to do something else. I've been wanting to do something else. I just wasn't like upset with my job. I still like my paychecks. But at this point, if a whole division I have to work with is, is annoying, I am 35. I don't have enough nerves for them to burn them all out now. So that's all I'm saying. But then I'm like, if I leave, it's going to look like they won. Yeah, I can't let them look like they won. Let me get my promotion and then I'll leave because then that makes more sense. People get promoted and then they go on to the next job. So y'all pray for me. My promotion package is due in April. Okay, girl. One thing uh, still dealing with the workplace. I can honestly say I haven't necessarily had to really deal with it. 
but our hair as black women right you know we like to change it up and switch it up and y'all know i'm notorious for you know my i love wigs i started getting into wigs during the pandemic but even prior to that that's when you just started yeah girl i didn't get my first wig until the pandemic i didn't know that yeah uh, for the most, yeah, I think, I think, but I've loved weave. I love sew-ins. I love braids. I love interlocking slash all that. So my hair switches up for the most part, you know, <laughs> monthly, you know, <laughs> and your colleagues sometimes uh, that are not black <laughs> or, or down or understand, they'll be like, your hair has grown so fast. I'd be like, yeah, it's yeah, it did. <laughs> I say that to them, like, yeah, it did. Um, but yeah, have y'all ever had conversations in regards to your to your hair at um, the workplace? And it could be negative or positive or just curiosity. Uh, uh we actually yeah. did have a situation at my job oh, a couple of years ago. Um, it was like when uh, all the different hair colors started, like mm-hmm. when people started getting all colors, like the orange, rainbows. pink, mm. purple, like when people really started doing that. Um so there was a lot of people, a lot of women, and they were white and black women that worked with me that started having all these different colors in their hair. And upper management, a lot of them were older and they saw that as like, what are y'all doing? You know how you know how elders can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um elders. I'm about to say yeah, the church. Uh, <laughs> You know, how, you know how our elders can be sometimes. So they were just kind of like, what is going on? You know, why are y'all coming in here with all these different hair colors? And they actually had a meeting, like, to try to put a rule into place that we could only have, like, what were considered neutral hair colors. And they actually got that rule put into our rules in our at our job. And... So one of the girls, she had like pink and it was pretty. It was really, really pretty. She had like pink and it was kind of, she was a white girl. She had pink and like blonde in her hair. Mm-hmm. It was really pretty. She had to go get that changed once they put that rule into effect. And she was very upset about it. Like very, very upset. And it, it was upsetting to the point where I do believe they ended up having another meeting and it was, they were talking about doing a petition, um, all this different stuff. But like, it was that real and it was that real and they even along with the cut hair color um they started even put trying to put a rule into place about us wearing our hair naturally too um Mm. like because we had some people that actually um had like full-on afros that they would wear to work and things Mm. like that and they were trying to get that into the place too that we couldn't wear our hair naturally like it had to be they were talking about it wasn't properly groomed when people were wearing the afros that's what they were saying and so I, we ended up having a meeting in my own department where uh my boss at the time was a white male and he is younger so he he wanted to understand where we were coming from um, which I thought was commendable of him. He was like, I just want to understand about y'all, you all's hair and the different ways that you wear it. And he really wanted to be educated on it. And so we talked to him about it. And, you know, for him, he saw it, I guess, as problematic. But once we really broke it down to him and we talked to him about it, he was like, oh, I didn't realize, you know, that that was just kind of a thing, like a culture thing or um. 
So I can say when he went into the meeting with like the big people, he advocated for us, especially in my department. You know, he was like, he didn't want his employees to feel like we couldn't be comfortable, you know, doing whatever we needed to do to come to work. It wasn't like it's a distraction to wear Afro, you know, but he just wanted us to feel comfortable. So they ended up not, needless to say, they ended up not making that a rule. We could still wear our hair naturally if we wanted to, but they did make it a rule that it could only be natural hair colors that we could dye our hair so are y'all familiar with the crown act because i was going to speak on that real brief i think it's discriminatory go ahead so the crown act um is to ensure protection against discrimination based on race-based hairstyles by extending statutory protection to hair textures and protective styles like braids locks twists and knots in the workplace and public schools because this has become such a common issue Mm -hmm. where students are sent home students Mm -hmm. can't graduate or attend Mm -hmm. prom or whatever or in the workplace it says 1.5 times so black women are 1.5 times more likely to be sent home from the workplace because of their hair and they said black women are 80 percent more likely than white women to agree with the following statement i have to change my hair from its natural state to fit in um at the office so this is a recent act unfortunately it's not been passed very many pla- um very many places at this time only four states um have passed the crown act california new york new jersey and virginia and virginia actually has something more called the pass um the virginia human rights act which it falls under but yeah those are the only states so right now legally um other states you know can discriminate yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean that's true like I don't walk around like I mean I like my braids I like my hair straight because it's just a lot easier to to deal with but there's certain hairstyles I'm not gonna wear at work because I just don't want the looks I don't want Mm -hmm. I don't want them to say oh she's not professional because it's not unprofessional to wear our hair right the way it grows out of our head but society has made us feel like that so exactly Mm -hmm. and that um It's funny that we bring this up because the other day on our local news, we had a young lady that was um, on, she she was on the news and she was actually going to a salon to get her hair done in a professional but natural hairstyle. She got it like just with the rods and got it really curly. Mm -hmm. But in the interview they were having, um, they were interviewing her because that's what she said. She said she was going to an interview at a place to get a job and she said she knew she couldn't wear her hair like in the complete natural state and probably go to that interview and receive that job and the reason that I found that very interesting that she was doing this interview because I don't know if all of you all know this but I actually um was having an interview at UNC Chapel Hill at one point in time this was a couple years ago and when I went to my first initial interview I wore my hair natural but I didn't realize and I guess I should have known but I didn't realize that the panel of people that was going to interview me all of them were white so I went in my natural hairstyle I mean and I was really nervous because I was like my hair is natural they may not pick me you know already I was like they may not pick me so I got called for the second interview and me just knowing like like Sierra said how society is I straightened my hair out for that next interview and I don't feel like it should be that way but unfortunately it's that way and they may not 
they're not going to tell you that's why you didn't get picked for the position. But I do know I have been in situations where I did not get a position because I didn't wear my hair straight to the interview or wear it in what's considered, you know, not natural. Um, and honestly, the reason I found out that that happened to me one time is because the current job I work for now, I went for an interview and I was wearing my hair natural. And me and my supervisor at the time just had such a close relationship. She told me that that was why, because they felt like I wasn't dressed appropriately, not per the way I was dressed per se, but my hair wasn't per se appropriate for the interview. And I was really upset by that. Um, Mm. That was one of those moments, Sierra, like you were talking about, where I was so angry that I had to leave for the day because I knew I probably would have shown a different side of myself that day. Because that... Yeah, that black girl magic. It's like that made no sense at all. Like I had on a full-on suit, but just because my hair was in its natural curly state, oh, you didn't get picked because it didn't look professional. So I just I I was glad to see that that was a news um segment mm. here locally to bring awareness to the fact that this is what we deal with, and um. And she would, that's what she was trying to do. She was just trying to bring awareness to it. And she was saying that it shouldn't have to be that way. We should be able to go in as long as we actually are dressed appropriately and have an open opportunity to be selected for a position. Our hair is not going to work for them. Exactly. Our hair is not going to have like, you know what I'm saying? It's not going to help the clients. It's not going to help the customers. Our hair is not going to do anything. So it's crazy that they will use it. And it's even crazier that we have been like, I don't want to say brainwashed, but we're like at that point, we're like, okay, I got to go to this interview. So I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to look a certain way because Mm -hmm. if I don't, I'm going to get a no. Right. But we're not being true to ourselves. And not like, we know, we don't want to walk around with no big fro or anything. You know, the the four of us don't. But Mm -hmm. for those who that's how they usually wear their hair that's a hard thing to think about. Like, do I be myself or do I straighten this out and put it in a ponytail and do a puff? And hopefully that's enough. Cause a puff might not even work for that either. Depending right. on the job. Cause it's not unprofessional by mm-hmm. our standards, but it's unprofessional by theirs. So Brittany, what you got? Oh, I already said my piece. Work. I mean, I'm gonna wear my hair how I want to wear it, but y'all know like me I, and I've been natural. Are, are we all natural over here? Mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. i thought so i couldn't remember but i've been natural since 2009 um but i i mean i like weave and uh yeah i like it for me for convenience i do wear my hair out but not often because <laughs> y'all know the running joke is <laughs> y'all don't <laughs> see my hair that we put my hoodie on like britney <laughs> i won't even fit right <laughs> uh, yeah so i like it for the convenience because even when i was in school i played a lot of sports so it was just convenient because mm-hmm. i sweat in my head so you know mm-hmm. but i think again going back to the other black girl magic the positive black girl oh, magic yeah, right. that's just something else that makes us unique and amazing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think Even it's as- more than just that. Um, so at my job, we had well, starting off with the Black Girl Magic. In my job, Shannon, back in the day, where everyone was dyeing their hair, and I want to dye my hair like this, like teal, like evergreen teal. I still got stuff saving my Pinterest. Um, and all the girl, you know, and there were some European Americans, female, that uh, had their hair dyed in that manner. One of them had like the shaved head with the faux hawk and the crazy colors 
But when I went to my manager and I was like, oh man, that's really pretty. You know, I want to dye my hair. And he just kind of gave me this look. And I was like, what? You know, and um, my other friend who is a European American wanted to dye her hair. Um, her hair is normally brown. I think she wanted to dye like this red, like a rainbow something, right? And mm-hmm. I love her. I'm like, go for it, girl. It's fine. She went to her manager at the time who was also European American. And his statement to her was, that's how he said it. Okay. Uh, just don't forget about your brand. My brand? I want to change the color of my hair and it's going to disrupt my brand. Mm-hmm. My That has nothing to do with my work ethic. It has nothing to do with the results that you see in front of you. It has nothing to do with that. But because I want to dye my hair a certain color, I have to think about my brand. And this was, you know, males against all females. So for me, I felt like it was because I was a black female. And then for her, it was because she was a European American female in different departments too. So that also had something to do with it. So I think you know, it's just this, this stigma of only certain types of hair is deemed, are deemed acceptable. Mm-hmm. There was another female who got hired much later on. And everyone knows who she is because when she got hired, she was very fabulous is the word I'm going to use. I mean, she came with the longest lashes, mm-hmm. the nails and blonde. She had a blonde, I want to say it was weave. I don't think it was a wig blonde weave about down to her knees in the back Mm -hmm. she still works there she's still fabulous uh but not with the blonde i think now she's shortened it with like a brown but i always wonder did you shorten it your weave because someone told you that you had to shorten it because her nails are still there her lashes are still there but her hair is the only thing that i've noticed that has changed it's no longer blonde it's shorter and it could be because she felt you know, she wanted to change it up, but it's been like this brownish shoulder length weave for a couple of years now. I haven't seen the blonde in a while. And so I'm always blonde, wondering, I mean, I'm, the length too, though, like the length, I haven't seen her hair that long in a while in a, in a long in years. So I'm wondering if someone said something to her that made her feel like she needed to change it. And if so, that's a problem because that blonde only we knew that she had blonde hair and that blonde hair didn't change her results didn't change how she did her job but you know what i'm saying and that's that's the problem so i mean it's a problem so it's it's not even just black women fighting Mm -hmm. for ourselves being Mm -hmm. a minority it's women in general and you know it's just crazy it's crazy that it took me this many years for it to happen but now that it's happened i'm just like look i mean i already we already knew you know you know when you go in when you start working, like you, you're on a whole different set of standards than everybody else. Mm -hmm. But for it to be something where we each have an experience that we can point out, like, not sure if it was based off of how we looked, our skin color, our age, or our sex, but something caused us to have this microaggression type of a situation in our workplace. And it's like, how do you navigate it? That's the thing. That's what we're gonna have to figure out for the rest of our lives or until we stop working. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're always on. Want to? I gotta keep putting that in the atmosphere, Lord. Okay, <laughs> give me somebody who's gonna say, "CC, you can stay at home and work for yourself and have your side business," because that's what I'm looking for. And that feeling that you got to have. We gonna... <laughs> <laughs> look, y'all. Y'all know. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all, yeah, y'all know the y'all know the feeling. Y'all will know the feeling. Y'all just because I didn't put no time frame. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. 
No, nobody else knows. Yes, me? I know what you're talking. <laughs> about. Thank you, Shannon, for understanding that there's a feeling, and I got I don't have to put the time. Right? He just he just got to figure it out. <laughs> All right, so we're getting towards the end of this uh, episode. We only got a couple minutes left. Is there any last words you guys want to say before we let these listeners go about their days? Go about that. Oh, you mean go about their day and listen to all the other episodes? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, go back and check it out. But we talk about, we got them faithful listeners that listen every week. Yes. So they're just going to have to wait till next week to hear what we got to talk about in this group text. And continue to listen in and send your questions to at the group text podcast on IG. And that's DA. So, yes, submit them to yes. us. Yes, yes. Um, you can also reach out to us individually if you would like. You can send a follow request. We may or may not. No, just kidding. Um, you, can, <laughs> you can check that message and the DMs. But you can reach me, Sierra, at Raven with Love. That's Raven with two N's on Instagram. And, and you can reach me also on IG at Pretty Chica 1908. Skiwi. All right, y'all. <laughs> so thank you guys again for listening in on another week of the group text. We are appreciative of you. Make sure you, if you had anything in here that you want to share with somebody, share our episode, share it with a friend, have a discussion, and then come back and send us a question. Sharing is caring. Yes, All it good. is. All right. Did y'all get to what I sent y'all yesterday in the group text? Mm-hmm. yes did y'all read it <laughs> i ain't read it yet we I might have to talk it. about it <laughs> all right that's a, it's about them lady parts okay y'all well thank no, you okay. thank you thank you and we will check y'all out next week all right bye. all right bye bye